Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Our Blues insider Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic is with Carriker and Smallman now on 101 ESPN on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. JR, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Good to talk to you guys. Hey, I want to start with this. How do you feel about staying up late for about a third of the Blues games? <laughs> well, when I say this, people are going to say wah, wah, wah. But uh, I wish that I could go to bed when the games were over on the West Coast. But uh, the, Z- the Zooms will start probably you know, 20 minutes after those games are over and start writing about 1 o'clock, maybe finish up about 3 o'clock. So a little bit later uh, if, if you cover the games, but I'm certainly feeling for some of these Blues fans if indeed this is the way that the division stays uh, aligned. Jared, what do you think the thought process would be for putting the Blues out west and not in the central? Well, I think it was uh, obviously going to come down to St. Louis and Minnesota, and St. Louis had been uh, in the central mix uh, for several weeks when the NHL was was planning this out, and it looks like most recently in the last couple of days it's flipped, and, and now St. Louis appears to be uh, out west, and, and then uh, Minnesota in the central. However, I did speak to a couple people uh, yesterday, uh, Pierre Lebrun, who I also know is in contact uh, with the league, and it's a situation where it's not uh, set in stone yet. I mean, it looks like it's going to go this way, and it looks like uh, if, if they come to an agreement and uh, and ratify this in the next week that St. Louis would be out west uh, according to the planning. Uh, but the people I spoke to yesterday said that uh, nothing is set yet. Do you think this is strictly based on geography? Because as the crow flies, St. Louis is the closest to the, the Western teams. Or is there something else here in regards to the Blues being willing? Greg Wyszynski, ESPN last night, reported that the Blues and their TV partner, Fox Sports Midwest, preferred the later starts to the 6 o'clock starts. Yeah, and then I think Greg, who does a tremendous job, came back and, and cleared that up and said that maybe uh, Fox Sports Midwest really had nothing to do with that. They were going along with what uh, the team's desires were. I do think that geography matters here, but I think more importantly, the league probably spoke with uh, the Blues and also Minnesota. Uh, but even there, Randy and Michelle, I'm hearing conflicting reports. I'm hearing that originally Minnesota wanted to be out west, and now they're in the central. And, uh, and of course, obviously, Blues fans, would like the team to be in the central because of those uh, start times, but perhaps there's a reason behind the scenes that uh, that the Blues preferred uh, to be out west. So we'll find out uh, in the coming days, but just so many conflicting reports right now. Jerry, I'd also think that if you're looking at some of the potential matchups for the Blues in the central, you've got a renewed rivalry with Detroit. Of course, the Blues, Blackhawks, Nashville, you'd see the lightning. It just seems like from a viewership standpoint that you wouldn't want to lose those matchups. Yeah, wouldn't it be uh, terrific to be in that division? And, and you're, you're only going to see these Eastern Conference teams in an arrangement like this, this one year. This is a one-year deal for people who aren't uh, paying attention every day in terms of uh, why they're doing this. They're, they're just doing this because of the shortened season and because of the pandemic and, and the Canadian border not allowing uh, teams to cross. So they need to have that all-Canadian division. But uh, I know, Randy, I can imagine listening to uh, game days 
when the Blues are playing Detroit, I'd look forward to those oh, yeah. shows. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one thing is, uh, you know, I think that I'm looking really far out here when I say this, but but think about uh, the playoffs because the top four seeds in each division are going to make the playoffs, uh, and you're looking at one versus four and two versus three. So you do have uh, Vegas and Colorado out west who you think will be uh, certainly playoff teams. Uh, Dallas played in the Stanley Cup final, and then also uh, St. Louis. So it's, it's a pretty good division, but you feel pretty good good about your chances of making the top four in that division and look at uh, what we'll call uh, the mix of the central and some of those eastern conference teams you do have tampa bay won the stanley cup uh, and you do have carolina columbus two really good teams in the playoffs last year uh, nashville a pretty good team so um, yeah those rivalry situations would be phenomenal to, to have those uh, for a year uh, but playoff wise i think big picture uh, it looks like the blues could make it in either division. Jerry, I think it is interesting when you look at the Blues division, the projected division, and then the Central. You've got Tampa, but then I think the Blues are better than Nashville, Minnesota, Florida, the Blackhawks, the Red Wings, the Blue Jackets, and Carolina. I, I think that if you put those 16 teams together in a conference, the Blues, as you mentioned, Blues, Vegas, Colorado, Dallas are four of the five best teams in that conference, and they're all in the same division. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people are looking at these divisions, and, and not just the last couple of days, but last week, two weeks ago, when these kind of surfaced, uh, is that that Pacific division was weak because of the L.A.s and because of the uh, Anaheims and such, uh, and that the Blues would fare well in that division. But I look at this division that you just touched on uh, with those other teams, Florida, Chicago, Detroit, that's not very good as well. That's why I'd like to focus on, on the top four, because at the end of the day, that's all that's going to matter. And I think if you look at it from that perspective, you, you have two top-heavy teams with uh, Vegas and Colorado, uh, but if you can make it in that top four, uh, you will make the postseason. So as I see it, there's three or four good teams in both, and, and I would expect the Blues to be in that mix. By the way, when we did that survey a couple uh, days ago, uh, most fans did predict that if the Blues were in that Pacific division, if it played out that way, the Blues could be in that three to four mix. Jared, speaking of things that you've put out at The Athletic, you have a great piece up right now looking at the p- potential. It's a mock draft of the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. Which players could the Blues potentially lose to that draft? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, and I've been doing this for a couple of years. I did my first mock uh, protected list for this draft, the Seattle one, back in 2018. And at the time, the headline was, could the Blues really lose David Perron again? <laughs> <laughs> and and here we sit two years later, and it, it, it is potentially likely. So uh, I think if you look at this, the seven forwards that I pro- uh, project, protect, uh, and there's seven, three, one, seven forwards, three defensemen, one goaltender. The seven forwards I have are Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Shen, Schwartz, Robert Thomas, Cairo, and Sunquist. Now you might say, why Cairo and Sunquist instead of David Prawn? The reason is David Prawn is going to be in his mid thirties with one year left on his contract. Meanwhile, you have a 22-year-old phenomenal skater in Jordan Cairo, and if he ever figures it out, you know, in terms of his all-around game, he could be a really good player. Sunquist, three more years left on his deal. He's 26. He's kind of a, a motor for this team. So you hate to say it, and you hate to potentially lose David Perron again, but I think uh, that he's a guy. If it's not Perron, you know, I think uh, Sammy Blay or Zach Sanford. Uh, also, you got to look at uh, defense here. Uh, Colton Preco, Tori Krug now instead of Alex Petrangelo. And Vince Dunn are my three defensemen. That leaves off uh, Justin Falk. A lot of people would say, 
that uh, if you expose Falk, you could lose him. I'm not so sure. That contract, uh, $45 million over the next seven years, is, is pretty steep, and I don't know that Seattle takes that on. So those are the players that I'm looking at that potentially could be available for Seattle. I would guess part of it would also be how does Marco Scandella perform this year because he seems to be one of those guys that when Vegas made their selections, he'll be 31 or 32, I guess, coming up that year. He'll have a couple of years left at a pretty good contract. And if he has a good year, he's kind of a foundational. He's not a guy that's a star, but he's a nice player to have if you're trying to win. Yeah, he could be. He's he's an option, but he will have three years left on that deal uh, at a pretty decent number, 3.7 um, in a pandemic era where we don't know that the salary cap's going to go up. He's going to be in his 30s. Uh, kind of a dark horse for me, you know, Scandella definitely on that list, but uh, a dark horse for me, Nico Mikola will be eligible for the mm-hmm. draft. And here's a guy, you know, mid-20s, six foot five with international experience. The Blues would hate to lose him. Jeremy Rutherford is with us. Uh, a couple more quick things here on 101 ESPN. How confident confident are you about the NHL being able to pull off what they're trying to pull off? Apparently, we're heading into another surge after Christmas, and they want to start on January 13th. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Uh, I think they know that going in. I think everybody realizes around the league, the teams, everybody, um, that it's going to be more difficult than it was to put on the bubbles in Edmonton and Toronto. But they're just going to try to push forward. They know that they're going to run into issues like the NFL, like Major League Baseball, and games are likely going to get canceled and their teams are going to be missing players. Uh, I don't know any other way around it. If, if they want to get a season in and, and they want to try to do this, the best they can do is sit down, which they've been doing for months, put these protocols together, understand that there's going to be issues, and have reactionary plans in place once they happen. So uh, I'm pretty confident. I think that they've been doing their due diligence just like they did with the bubbles, and I think we'll see hockey in mid-January. And finally, JR, one obligatory captain question because the Blues have not anointed Ryan O'Reilly as their captain, as they did, by the way, when Petro was made their captain. They, they had a press conference. They haven't had a Zoom press conference or anything. My question, though, is can you envision a scenario, and what might it be, in which Ryan O'Reilly is not wearing the C for the Blues? Yeah, I can. Uh, and I do think it's going to be him. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't think that's any reach there. I, I think he's uh, the leader of this team. But I think that it's a situation where if Ryan O'Reilly said, you know what, guys, I can still lead. You can put the C on somebody else. And if the Blues look at a guy like uh, Braden Chen, who brings a, a ton of energy, I know some people are throwing Colton Preco's name out there. I'd rather see him focus on his defense and taking over Petrangelo's role. But if the Blues and Ryan O'Reilly sat down and talked about it and figured out that it might be more worthwhile to put the C on somebody else and, and, and have them bring the energy and the passion, whereas O'Reilly can just lead, I, I think that's a, a scenario where you could do it without Ryan O'Reilly. I did hear Doug Armstrong say recently that he's not worried about contract length or anything like that. Ryan O'Reilly has three years left on his deal. Uh, You give it to the guy who's the best candidate today, and then when he's no longer blue, you give it to the best candidate at that point. So that's not a situation where you give it to, let's say, a Braden Shen just because he's got eight years left on his deal. They're going to give it to the leader, and I think that's Ryan O'Reilly. What's at the top of your Christmas song power rankings? (laughs) 
Uh, well, I'm listening to a lot of Christmas music in the car here when I'm not listening to uh, to you guys on 101 ESPN. But uh, just it's you know the, the Christmas songs when they come out once a year, uh, they get the kids in the back seat, 11 and 7 years old, and they love it. We start singing those. So I uh, can never pass up on a good Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And uh, my seven year old, I guess he's uh, new to everything here. He just learned all these extra words that you can add to the lyrics. So he was getting a kick out of, uh, <laughs> you know, like Pinocchio and yep. things like that. <laughs> JR, always great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Yep. Thanks, guys. See you, brother. That is Jeremy Rutherford, our blues insider from The Athletic on 101 ESPN. Next up, you're killing me, Smalls. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.